Hi everyone, welcome back to the New Managers Club podcast. We are on our third episode now, can you believe it? Are we pros yet, Molly? Do you think we're pros? Um, I don't know if we could call ourselves pros just yet, but <laughs> you know, we'll get there. Do you feel like we're getting the hang of this? Yeah. <laughs> we must be, we must be by now, surely. Hopefully you can hear maybe us getting a little bit more natural at these as we go through, but who knows, we might sound as fresh and as naive as we did in episode one. But we are back, and as you may know by now, I'm Ali. And I'm Molly. And we'll tell you again, for anyone who doesn't know by now, we are a pair of 20-something marketing managers. We're six months or so into the world of managing people. We're here, we're striving, we're thriving, and we are doing everything in between and sharing it all with you, of course. It can be a challenge, but as I'm sure everyone listening today is aware, we love it. And we also love you for tuning in today. If you want to take your managerial skills to the next level, you're in the right place. Whether you're new to management and have no idea what you're doing, or you might be old to management and still have no idea what you're doing, or if you're on the lookout for your first management position, we'll help you through this important and challenging time in your career. Now, Molly and I may not be experts, but we have experience, and together with you, our lovely listeners, we're all going to take the panic out of managing people. And guess what? It's official. You're part of the club. So let's get into today's episode. Have you ever had a really bad week? Believe it or not, that is not a trick question. Bad weeks are part of life, right? I mean, we've all been there. I don't know if there's a job out there where you don't have a bad week. And if you're Boris Johnson, every week seems to be worse than the last. But something changes, doesn't it, Molly, when you're a manager and you find yourself trapped in the middle of a nightmare week. Someone's pissed you off, a project hasn't gone well, and you find yourself reaching for the wine on a Tuesday night because it has just Ugh. all gotten too much. Have you been there, Molly? That side told me that yes. you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> I do know exactly what you mean. All of those things and much more in one week, and it's it's a struggle. I can't see you reaching for the wine on a Tuesday night, though. I feel like you've got much healthier drinking habits than me. <laughs> no, I definitely don't drink wine um, on a weeknight, but I might have a nice nighttime tea or hot chocolate to treat myself after a bad day. Wow, our evenings are so different. <laughs> <laughs> Probably judging by you can tell by the fact that I'm drinking right now and you are not. <laughs> I need to after the week I've had, and I think you do as well, actually, in fairness, but I think you're just yeah. holding back and being very responsible. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm trying. Have you got a herbal tea? Have you got some sort of like a nighttime remedy? I tonight I've got a ribena. A ribena. So, oh, yeah, love that. Love that. I don't know. If that's quite hard enough for what no, you need. But... It's not. I'll have to get on it at the weekend when we need Friday. So you know. we are. We are. We're recording this on a Thursday night when we are almost through the week. Thank God for that. But as we've said, you know, bad weeks are part of life, part of working. We've all been there. We've all had an absolute mare of a week. But Molly, for you, what would you say is the kind of biggest change when you're a manager and you have a bad week? Because the weeks themselves don't necessarily change, but there's something that shifts when you become a manager or I guess when you just kind of progress in your career in general where bad weeks Mm. are more than just bad weeks, aren't they? Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, they are. I think... The highs are higher and the lows are lower. Yeah, <laughs> it's wow, fair that's to quite say. profound. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean by that is like when there's a bad week when you're having when you're in a management role, it's not necessarily just your mistakes or your problems that you're dealing with. You're taking on a whole team's worth of problems and mistakes. Yeah. 
often when it's not your your fault things have gone wrong so it's instead of it's like how can I fix this situation that I've got myself into it's how do we fix this situation that you've got us into (laughs) (laughs) I would love to be a fly on the wall when you're having these conversations (laughs) (laughs) I'm very reasonable and empathetic but um yeah it's just sometimes the way isn't it it's it's sometimes things come along that are way out of your control and you could not have prepared for it in any way and and it just happens but when you're in a more junior role and you're not responsible for anybody else to an extent you can make sure that nothing happens or you if you make a mistake you you own it you know that actually yeah I should have done that but when it's somebody else's mistake that you're trying to fix it's not quite as easy as that, no. is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. It takes on a completely different dimension. And I think the propensity to be blindsided by those things because you haven't mm. been involved, if you're not a massive micromanager, which Molly and I definitely yeah. don't try to be, you know, no. if you haven't been aware of a situation or actually if you have, I mean, I had a situation recently where I had been involved and I had taken a call with a, one of my team members which then when it got passed higher up the food chain was kind of questioned and, you know, cast into a bit of doubt. And it kind of, it makes you question yourself, doesn't it? Because you think, well, I took a call on that and someone else took a call on that and we felt like it was okay. What has changed, you know, as we go through? And also I think it's quite difficult when as a manager, you might have a certain reaction to something not going quite right, but what you're also Mm. managing, to your point, Molly, a couple of episodes ago about managing upwards, you're managing someone else who might not be happy about what's going on or, you know, have noticed and, you know, picked up on maybe a mistake or something not going quite right. That's quite challenging, isn't it? You know, you're managing other people in the kind of stakeholder chain, aren't you? You're Mm. having not only your own kind of, judgment calls on things but you know you might get a phone call from someone you know two rungs up the food chain saying why has this been done or what's going on with that I don't understand this decision and you have to justify yourself you have to justify your team and that can be quite challenging can't it it definitely can and I think as a new manager the first thing that I go to is I question myself like did I did I make the right call on that was that the right thing to do and it's it's really challenging, particularly when you you sort of feel like you've gone through the right motions, you feel like you've ticked all the boxes, yeah. and then someone just, like, fundamentally disagrees with you. Mm-hmm. Like, they just have... They're from a totally different demographic, and they just completely disagree that that is the right approach for something. Um, yeah. Different experiences, different takes on things, and mm. that's difficult because... I am someone that works a lot with data and I like to have solid reasoning behind things. I like to know why things are happening. It needs to be logical in my head and things sometimes aren't other people's experiences play into it. And Yeah. yeah, that's tough sometimes. Yeah, it is tough. And I think that's a really interesting point about questioning your own judgment because I personally have been in a situation where I've taken a call on something in agreement with what a team member has suggested i've signed Mm. something off you know we've gone through that approval process i've rubber stamped it said it's okay and then someone higher up has disagreed with me and you have to kind of i suppose you take a judgment call in that um moment don't you to say do i stand my ground here 
Mm. Uh, do I trust my own judgment enough to fight this case? Yeah. Or do I have to be in the absolutely mortifying position of going back to your team member and saying, you know, I agreed this. Actually, I'm going to go back on my decision. Yeah. That wasn't quite right. You know, the, we talked a couple of episodes ago about the importance of being decisive and making decisions. Yeah. And it feels really counterintuitive, doesn't it, to say, actually, no, uh, you know, I've changed my mind yeah. on that or someone else has come in and, you know swept the board clean with that you know where do you go in that situation Mm. but as a new and fairly young manager do you find that you feel pressured by someone that's maybe more senior than you and has more work experience than you to sort of go with their decision or do you feel like you're confident in your decisions now it's so tough because I think there's definitely pressure to feel like you have to bend. But what I think Mm. I've really, um, what I've really tried to kind of put behind me in becoming a manager is being a yes person. Like it's so easy to just say yes to everything and just, you know, take on board everyone's opinions all at one time, not really assert how you feel and just kind of go with the flow. Mm. And that's, you know, a way to get so far in your career. But ultimately I feel like if, if you want people to, be led by you if you want to lead a team you need to be strong on certain things and that's not to say that you know I'm right every time I'm absolutely not I've made mistakes and I do occasionally the one kind of positive side to a situation like this is that I get a chance to be really transparent with the team and say do you know what that was the wrong call and that was my mistake and I hold my hands up and next time I will try to not do it again but I can't guarantee it you know I'm human Mm. we're all human if we didn't want people to make mistakes, we'd hire robots to do our jobs. <laughs> Ultimately, we, do you know, we, we that's yeah. going to happen. And actually, it's quite a nice moment for that kind of authentic, getting a bit of like a look behind the scenes at what actually goes on. I don't know if you find this though. I've found, although like it, sometimes it's difficult sort of picking up on other people's mistakes and their bad weeks. Often I find it so much easier to fix other people's problems than my own. Because, mm, you know, when you're a yeah. step back from it, you can so clearly see this is what you need to do. And it's so clear cut. And also because you're when you're at a managerial level, you sort of have sight of things that maybe you don't when you're in a junior role. So you understand that in the bigger picture and why something that you might think is like a small minor detail in a junior role that actually, you know, there's a lot of politics mm. tied to that. So that's why that's important. Just get it done and get it done yeah. right um but yeah I do I do typically find it's easier to fix other people's problems than my own do you oh a hundred percent yeah oh god I could have known about my own problems all day but like I'm not going to be able to fix them myself <laughs> it's something so different about sitting down with someone else who's got a fresh perspective mm. who's a bit removed and that I think is quite a um a, a challenging dynamic when you're a manager because I don't know about you I feel very um protective of my team mm. you know if some it i stand with my team like if i go we god that sounds really like, I don't know, like 300 gladiators <laughs> like, you know if if one of them goes down i'm going down with them do you know what yeah. i mean I, yeah. I like i don't want anyone to take the fall for something on their own yeah i don't want to stab anyone in the back and say actually do you know what that was their call not mm. mine ultimately obviously there's going to be times when i want to save my own skin but you know i try and really be <laughs> you know, as one cohesive team. Yeah. But that becomes quite challenging because particularly then when something goes wrong, you think, no, you know, that's my team. I know mm. why a decision was made. I know why this was done. That level of empathy. 
Yeah, yeah, massively. And when someone doesn't have that, when they don't understand all the nuances or they don't understand that actually there are a million one things to do this week and one mm. slight thing was, you know, the ball was dropped on it, but those hundred other things, seamless. And when people yeah. don't have that understanding, that can be really challenging to mm. try and not just get into like a, you know, that's my team and I'm going to defend them no matter what. Yeah, that's so true. I I think it's easier to sort of look at other people sort of further out from your team and think oh god what a stupid mistake but then when it's your own team you're like no (laughs) they did that because of this like no yes that stops yeah yeah exactly but it makes me think i should have more empathy for everyone (laughs) yeah i mean but then you know we're in very privileged positions as managers that we get that insight as to into what is happening and all we can hope is that those people in other teams are having the same kind of protection <laughs> yeah and you know the the same kind of cohesive um attitude that um, we hope to bring to our teams you know don't know that mm. we always get it 100 right but we try yeah. we try and be you know 100 percent team players as much as we possibly can so um it's quite challenging but do you in in those situations molly do you find yourself getting quite defensive as well when i'm backing up something that someone in my team has said or done mm, yeah. <laughs> i am a, a very empathetic I think towards why something could have happened they might have something going on in their personal life or you know someone sent them a shitty email earlier that day and they're just feeling a bit off like I fully understand I I over empathize with people sometimes I think um but yeah no I yeah I do for sure is there such a thing as over empathizing do you think I think sometimes because I think sometimes maybe people did just make a mistake because they weren't they didn't you know they dropped the ball on something and they should have been all over it and there's no reason why not Mm. um and I think sometimes even in those situations I can be like oh but like you know maybe they were tired or they they were really good last week I wish I could make mistakes because I was tired that was like a legitimate (laughs) excuse god I'd never be in trouble for anything (laughs) <laughs> no but I, I do I say that I'm talking to someone here who has children like how on earth can I complain about being tired yeah no don't even <laughs> <laughs> everyone has their own you know no um... I have no idea I'm sure <laughs> so you talked about kind of like explaining away for your team when things you know when things go wrong when things don't quite go to plan I think one of the biggest challenges that you have when you're a manager is that you don't necessarily have that same kind of outlet do you do you find yourself kind of holding back in terms of what you give away when you're having a really shit week but you cannot let it show you know you've got something that you need to get done you're leading this team and they are not going to know what's going on inside your head (laughs) (laughs) for sure yeah I think the difference between being in a junior role and in the management role, like when you're in a junior role, you can complain to your manager, you can complain to your co-workers like, oh, this has been a really rough week because this is and this has happened. But in a management role, you can't, I suppose it depends what type of role you're in, but you can't necessarily complain in the same way that you can to your manager and just like vent about things. But you definitely can't vent about it to your team. And so you're sort of stuck in this place where you're like, ah, it's such a terrible week and you just can't let it out anywhere. This is when I call Ali and I just scream down the phone. We're on the phone a lot. I've done that many times this week. It has been a rough one. But, um, you know, if I didn't have you, I think, it's really difficult when because you don't want to be seen as like 
moany, bitchy person that is whining at everything to your manager. Mm. But equally, I think it's really important not to let onto your team that you're having a really shitty week and bring their week down as well. We're going to come back to how you keep that happy face and how you don't let that spread throughout your team. But first of all, I want to ask you, Molly, actually, have you had a manager before that has been too transparent about issues? Have you been in that situation before yourself? Actually, an example comes to mind from very in a recent meeting that I was in. There was it was a meeting of maybe like ten people, and someone quite senior within the company was in that meeting and was just in the worst mood that I have ever seen them in. And it's so not typical. It's like not within their nature at all to be snappy mm. or rude or blunt. And it was just you could see like everyone's faces on the call just sort of like dropping like shit yeah. this is you know this is not going well and it was, it was a long hour long meeting and and they did they did actually apologize towards the end of the meeting that sorry if their bad mood had sort of you know f- fed out into the meeting which it absolutely had um so I have seen that and it and it impacted I think everybody's mood after I remember coming like I came away from that meeting thinking god I'm in such a bad mood like this isn't how I wanted that to go and that shouldn't have gone like that and I wish I'd said this and and soon after that meeting actually I had a scheduled one-to-one with somebody in my team and I sort of had I caught myself for a moment and I was like no they've passed on their bad mood I'm not dragging that down to my team as well I'm this bad mood stops with me like this is going no further so I just stopped went to the side for a minute and just took a breath and was like right pull this together I cannot, in the same way that that's been done to everyone in that meeting, I'm not going to share how I feel about that here. That's not my space and it's not right for me to do that. I think you've touched on something that's so interesting and important there. And I think it's probably one of the biggest challenges that you have as a manager is like, we absorb shit. We are literally like shock absorbing all the time. All of the stuff, you know, there's so much. And I don't say this to be like, haha, we know really exciting things that other people don't know. We don't. No, it's boring They're stuff. not exciting. It's not no, good. When I, that's so true. When I was in the junior role, I used to always think, oh, I'd love to sit in on that manager's meeting. Oh I want to know what's going on. No, you don't. Me, Stay you out of that room. Do not. Do <laughs> you don't not. want to be there. No, 100% completely agree with you. But we are literally like sponges for everything that is happening and I feel I mean this massively depends on what kind of structure of an organization that you're in but we're kind of in a structure where we're kind of I would say like middle leadership maybe Mm -hmm. um middle management yeah yeah. middle management oh wow (laughs) don't want to be a leader that's fine (laughs) (laughs) Um, sorry yeah no middle middle leader middle leadership probably makes us sound too important we are definitely middle management um (laughs) but you do because you're kind of like getting stuff from the top and then getting mm. stuff from the bottom, and you are just like that shock absorption layer yeah. on like some trendy piece of footwear or something. Like you, I'm I'm seeing that advert in my head now. Like we are that layer where you are just taking on everything, and your job really is to take on all of those shocks and not let like a single tremor pass down. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird one because I'm all for being open and honest about how things are going and how I'm feeling but that example that meeting recently like it has made me so so aware of the tone and how I'm feeling and bringing that into the meetings um it's like the other day I I led a morning meeting which I have a couple of times a week my team 
And I started the meeting by going, oh, it's been a busy week. And I was like, and then they weren't very receptive mm. to questions that I followed up with. And, and I was like, why aren't they, why aren't they very talkative today? It's like, oh, because I started the meeting with saying, moaning and saying how, what a busy week it was. And I was like, why did I do that? Mm. I set a really bad tone for that meeting. Um, so I do think it's important to reflect, like if a meeting or something hasn't gone quite right, like, did you set the tone right for that mm. to go well? Um, but yeah, this is only like a massive revelation that I've had um, after this recent experience with that awful, awful meeting. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So I think it's something that's really hard to recognise yourself. And I think you're probably being a little bit hard on yourself there. Like, it's okay to say when things aren't going great or, you know, something's you know not gone to plan I think that we're all for transparency here and I would not say to anyone you know hold things back from your team that they need to know yeah but there's a difference between being transparent and open and honest and I think what you said there about setting the tone and also understanding Mm. that if you want to have a moan to your team or you need to there's something you need to pass on knowing that they might need space to absorb that and they might not be at their best Okay, so you want to have, like, a really creative mind-mapping session. You want to get, like, loads of ideas out. You do not start that by moaning about the fact that, like, traffic was awful. Or, you know, last night you had a really bad curry for dinner. Like, do you know what I mean? You don't bring that negative stuff. Because what you want is for people to be at Mm. their most kind of creative and vibrant and enthusiastic. So I think what you said there is really important about, it's not so much what you say necessarily, because, you know, all Mm. for a little moan and event every so often. I definitely do that with my team. But it's about either, like, getting that out and then parking it, or just knowing that, like, you've set the tone potentially for a meeting, and you need to know when you're doing that and consciously do it. Yeah, definitely. It's something that I think I'm going forward I'm going to be so so careful of it reminds me of this book that I read actually called um good vibes good life and it just talks about like you know if you're putting good vibes good energy out there like that's what's going to be sort of thrown back at you and it I'm hyper aware of it now not to make myself sound like an absolute raging alcoholic but I feel like if anyone wants to play a drinking game with this podcast drink every time Molly makes like an absolutely incredible recommendation for a resource that you should go check out after this (laughs) I'll take a sip of my Ribena (laughs) I've come across so badly in this episode but like no but genuinely like you'll you'll be smashed by the end of it and you'll have an amazing list of things to go check out tomorrow when you're super hungover but genuinely like I I knew you'd have a great recommendation for that do you know I've also got another one of course you do it's specifically to um in like it has specifically like work environment examples of this oh okay and it's called How to Be Brilliant. I need to read that book. Yeah, no, you do. It's so good. It has. A, You're like, yeah, you re- you could do with being more brilliant. No, but just no. You are brilliant already. But this is such I'm a good, this is such a good book, and it talks about. It's by um, Andy Cope and Andy Whitaker, and he talks about how he worked with this woman once and every morning he'd go in and say, "Oh, how are you, so and so?" And she'd go, "Oh, traffic was awful." Oh, it's raining today. Oh, that sounds like my team meetings. <laughs> <laughs> like literally anything that would come up. Um, she go, oh, isn't it a nightmare? Oh my god, I feel so seen right now. <laughs> but he was talking about how that feeds out into everyone else. Like even when something positive happened, she was like, oh, nightmare. You know, you just get sort of in that routine of being like negative, 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 oh, god, and yeah. actually 
how transformative it can be to just put your positive hat on it and do what he tells you to do in the book he tells you to wake up every morning and take like 30 seconds to be thankful that you haven't woken up with a toothache okay just to make you so grateful for your day and that you're not i don't know wow. i guess not in pain or suffering okay andy andy's <laughs> Do you know what though? I have just started following a guy on. Actually, I haven't. My um, husband has. Actually, I'm not on TikTok apart from for New Managers Club. Um, has started following a guy who um, he's like this CEO in New York. I think I don't really know. He'll just like randomly show me his phone every so often, and there's video from him on it. And um, and he like wakes up at four a.m. and he has these like insane work days. Is it, is it called Gary? Oh, I have no idea. Maybe. You probably... Oh. Why, why am I not surprised that you'll know what I'm talking <laughs> about here? But he has, like, these insane work days, lives in New York, like, busiest city in the world, whatever. And he I can't, he put one out, I think it was today, where it was like, I, I've woken up at 4am and I'm so thankful that I am able to get out of bed of my own fruition and I want to, you know, because I want to wake up and get out of bed right now. I'm healthy, I'm happy. And it's like, wow, God. Why can't I always be that positive? Yeah. I have actually, since um, reading The Compound Effect, which I know we've recommended before on this podcast, I have actually started doing what he does, which is um, having one alarm, hitting snooze, and then getting up at the next alarm. But between in that kind of like snooze time, I mean, nine times out of ten, I actually fall back to sleep. But what I try and do in that snooze time is like do a little bit of a stretch uh, like mm. in, in bed, like a, just a full body stretch or whatever, um, yeah. and then think of things that I'm grateful for. And even if I only do like one because I've been asleep for eight out of the nine minutes or however long of Apple snoozes. Isn't it weird that Apple snoozes like nine minutes? Yeah, why is that? I don't know, but it really throws me off every time. Like, can we not just round it up to ten? <laughs> I bet that's based on like some research that nine minutes is like the perfect snooze yeah, time or something or maybe they just literally pulled out of their asses and like we'll get a friend <laughs> here um but yeah it is strange it means that sometimes i'll get up at like 702 and it's like why why would i do that That's yeah weird. not a fan but yeah so i have actually started doing that but it's so true that negative energy can just like feed out and actually something that I'm sure that if you're subscribed or listening to this podcast, you'll be aware of Squiggly Careers. I'm sure all of our listeners will be. If you're not, you should definitely go listen to their podcast. Check out all of their amazing resources on LinkedIn. Mm. Helen and Sarah, who run that. Don't know why I'm actually like on a first name basis with them. Helen Topper and Sarah Ellis, who run it, are <laughs> just the most incredible inspirational women ever. So definitely go and check them out. But I actually had the pleasure of interviewing Sarah for a feature a oh, while ago. Again, like with the first name, why do I act like she would recognize me in the street? She definitely wouldn't. But I had this really fantastic interview with her that was just the most like incredible hour in the depths of 2020 when we were in lockdown. It was it was absolutely fantastic. It like pulled me out of God, that you're so lockdown. Lucky. So I know I would have loved to have had it been in that interview. It's exactly what I needed. I probably still got the recording somewhere I can share with you. She said this thing about, I mean, she said lots of incredibly inspirational things, but she said about being your brilliant best and choosing, basically, like, no one can be at their brilliant Mm. best all day, every day. That's just not possible. Like, unless you're Molly, who literally is, like, the most together person I've ever met in my life. Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) This week, Ali, the amount of times I've called you for (laughs) having a mental breakdown and you're telling me that I'm put together. (laughs) Okay, this week has been quite the exception, but generally I would say you're very good at being well put together, but she talks about how, yeah, you, you, you can't, 
it's just not possible mm. and if you hold yourself to that standard you're just always going to be disappointed because it's, it's just not feasible yeah but what you should do every um every day is you pick a moment in your day or a meeting or a something that you want to do where you are going to be at your brilliant best for that one thing and even if everything else in that day goes tits up that one moment the one thing you choose to do whether that's like your team meeting or it's a great presentation that you've got coming up an interview a, a podcast maybe that is what you will really show up for and you will put all your effort into making sure that that goes really well I love that I've heard something similar before and it's something that I as like a, a busy working mum I try to always have 15 minutes at the end of the day where if I've if it's been a shit day and everything else like those 15 minutes are solely for them they're my sole focus and they just get all of me for those 15 minutes at the end of the day but yeah no you could absolutely also apply that to work and I'm sure it'd be very effective I mean it's much more wholesome to apply it to your children Mm. can I apply it to my cat yes (laughs) yeah also I feel like we need to tell everyone that's listening Ali has the largest cat on the planet it's like (laughs) almost dog sized Thank you so much for sharing uh, that we've with got the world. To, we have got to put a picture of him up on our Instagram so that people want to see. see. I feel like he could definitely star in one of our videos, probably at yeah. some point. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I can't believe we started talking about your kids, and then my cat just like wormed his way in there. Well, he's your baby. Yeah, he is my baby, but he's probably not as cute as your babies. I also have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh... Why are you so determined to talk about cats? <laughs> <laughs> cat podcast. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, yeah, let's have a cat segment. Go ahead, tell us about Maggie. No, um, she's no. She's further down the food chain in our house. Not as not as high up there as me. I'm sure if I had children, they would be above the cat. <laughs> Sorry, let's crack on with the podcast. What are we talking about? Positive mindset. No, I want to talk about Lenny more. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. I'm sure, I mean, probably at some point on this podcast, people will hear them, like, meowing in the background or something. Maggie's definitely tried to interrupt us before. Yeah. She's the loudest cat ever. (laughs) Lenny actually doesn't meow. I don't know why I'm talking about, like, no one, people are here for management. Maybe we'll have to... Not, like, cat management. Yeah, we might have to cut this bit out. Okay. Nah, I reckon. People love it. People love cats. Cat videos like crazy. Cat podcasts yeah. must be the next big thing. Yeah. We'll have to get on that after this. How many listeners do you think we've lost in the last like five minutes? Probably at least half. <laughs> Probably all of them. If you're still listening to this, thank you so much. And um, let us know if you want us to share cat pics because we definitely can do that. Anyway, let us talk some more about dealing with some bad moods. In fairness, cat pictures mm-hmm. are definitely a good way to deal with bad moods. But um Yeah. We talked a bit about kind of negativity permeating. You know, negativity doesn't just exist within one person. If there's a bad mood, there's a bad atmosphere, you feel it. Mm. And you know what? A lot of these examples that we've shared have actually been over teams, like uh, other yeah. other virtual networking conferencing systems are available, mm. but over generally, you know, virtual systems. And isn't that funny? Because yeah. like when someone walks into a room, you can definitely pick up on bad body language or negative mm-hmm. atmosphere. But to get it, over a screen like that yeah it's got to be you've got to be working hard (laughs) to get that (laughs) mood across but it like it's genuinely it really can can't it no it can for sure and i have felt it on many occasions and it's why i've had such a terrible week um tell us about this week come on let it out if you can't vent to your team you can't vent to anyone else let let our listeners (sighs) in 
I it's just, it was I started the week with such a positive mindset. I can't remember if I you told do you about every it. week, yeah. <laughs> but I after coming back from the Christmas break, normally January's like my time to shine. I'm like I've got these goals. I'm gonna smash. Like Molly comes back with more New Year's resolutions than you've honestly ever heard of in your life. I remember <laughs> one Christmas or one post Christmas period, you came back to work and you were giving up alcohol and caffeine at the same time. Yeah. I was. That's only because I'd overdone it on the alcohol on New Year's Eve and I was like, Christ, I could never do that again. I stuck with that coffee thing for two and a half years. That's insane. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Back on it now, though. Management <laughs> life has pushed me over the edge. Oh, my God, you got a habit. <laughs> <laughs> it's pushed you. It's pushed you to caffeine. I mean, honestly, how any manager could do this uncaffeinated, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. If that's your only, like, substance of choice, I feel like you're doing okay. Yeah. Like, I don't really drink, so it's my... If I'm, like, pushing it, I'll have, like, a nice mocha or something. That's, like, my, my cheat drink, like, my bad drink. If I've your had a bad really drink. rubbish day. That's hilarious. <laughs> I should just get on the vodka, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, you do. I feel like that positive mindset you are talking about, that would just, like, you'd sail through with that if mm. you just, yeah, had a little, yeah. little something. Yeah, my bad week. Yeah, so I started out, I, I, it was the first week back in January that I was like, like, I'm here for it. I'm going to smash through my to-do list. Like, this is going to be a good week. And it was just hurdle after hurdle after hurdle. My, I, I think my, my lowest point this week was when I felt like my professional opinion was like sort of called into question over something. That is a bad week. Yeah, it was really rough. And I feel like it was very unjust. It was unnecessary. And that was rough, but I made it through. I went nearly at Friday. I was going to say, we haven't actually made it through this week yet, so maybe no. we should. <laughs> I'm saying that. I may not, but I've been trying really hard, actually, to focus on all the positive things. Like, ultimately, I absolutely love this job. I love the people that I work with. I love the company that I work for. Aww, I love what they're doing. Let's hope that our boss is listening. Yeah. <laughs> Please promote me more. <laughs> <laughs> No, like generally things are really good. We're in really fortunate positions and I have to remind myself. Just, you know, when sometimes you've had a bad day, I'm always like, I just want to get this feeling away. Like get this feeling, like I feel like I need to like physically push this bad feeling away from me. But then, oh yeah, I'm saying this because I've seen it a lot on TikTok, but like people talking about like sitting with that feeling, like, which Mm -hmm. is so hard to not be like, yeah, fix, fix, fix. Like just sitting with that oh, this is really tough, but this is what makes the better times feel so good. But yeah, I've been trying to focus on very like practical ways that I can avoid these situations in the future. How can I just focus on me and ignore things that are outside my control? And I, it's sort of working. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're sounding very healthy and very positive, so I would say it definitely is working. Good, good. How hard have you had to work to get to this point? Very. I did have like a mental breakdown last night where I was like, I'm done. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you went like you've had... <laughs> no, not with life. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> I didn't think you meant that, but I didn't know you were like that okay. close to the edge generally. No, I am not that close, honestly. But you know when you've had those bad days and you just like sort of scan through LinkedIn jobs like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> it was one of those. Bad day. <laughs> not that I would ever do that if my boss was <laughs> Never. I have a job advert. I don't know what one of those is. Oh, no. I've never seen one. <laughs> so, bad weeks, 
they happen, we know this, we're okay, we can deal with them. But we talked a little bit about how you kind of stop that bad mood spreading. And something actually, I feel like this mm. is, might become a regular segment where I like share wisdom from my dad. Maybe we'll get him <laughs> on the show at some point. But, oh, can um, we please? That'd be amazing. No, no, no. no. Uh, no, no, no. But something I remember I said last week about some advice that he gave me or, you know, some insight that he shared when I first took on the management role. And actually in that same conversation, something that he said to me about being a manager, he likened it to being a sieve. And I think Mm. it's a little bit like what we said about being kind of like shock absorbing and, you know, everything, um, you know, taking everything on and not, not like letting the tremors show. But I suppose it's a similar kind of concept where you've got so much as a manager. I'm, I'm literally Molly can see me gesticulating sieve <laughs> right now. But no one knows what a sieve looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've never seen a sieve before in your life. Um, but imagine like the manager is the sieve. We are the sieve, and you've got so much coming in from every direction. Like this is a messy meal, and like you are the sieve, and you are choosing what needs to be caught. Like, what actually needs our Mm. attention right now? Like, what, you know, what needs fixing? What needs sorting out? What needs doing immediately? And then you are just having to, like, Mm. let everything else go. You know, like, everything else just drain through. And it's fine. We'll, you know, we'll come back to that later. We don't need to worry about this right now. But that, that's a tough job. I mean, where, where in Management 101 was being a sieve? I didn't see that much. (laughs) I did not either. Uh-huh. But no, you're so right. Well, my dad is right. Let's give him credit for that. <laughs> he, he's right, yes. And I didn't quite realise how much pressure and sort of stress I felt like I was under. I didn't I didn't know how bad that was until we had the Christmas break recently. And I had the most chilled, relaxed couple of weeks of my entire life. And I was like, wow, That's this lovely. is what it feels like to be a normal human being again. <laughs> and I sort of, because it's a, sort of like a slow decline into just the pit of despair. Whoa. Uh, taking on all this stress um, and, and pressure. It was, I was just like, oh, <laughs> That's that's what that was doing to me. Um, so yeah, I think it's really important to like although you're holding up this massive sieve. <laughs> okay, the sieve's grown in size. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta put it down sometimes. Put down the sieve. <laughs> We've gone too far into this analogy. <laughs> no, I love it. Keep going. Keep going. We're committed to the sieve now. We're gonna trademark the sieve. <laughs> I'm going to stamp that all over our social assets. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure my dad's stolen that from some, like, management book from, like, the 80s, so I don't think we can do that. But, yeah, no, let's. What's, like, a modern-day equivalent of a sieve? We'll find one, and we'll, it will be our new, it'll be our logo. Yeah. (laughs) We'll make it happen. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I do think it's important to have your, sort of, outlet to, and that might not be your manager, it could be, like, you know, someone on the same level as you at work that has sort of similar problems, just like, or even just going home to your partner and having a good moan, like just getting it out. I'm sure they don't want to hear it. Mine Partners love that. Yeah, can can confirm. They love that. That is excellent. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't mind listening to other people have a moan about their day. Like, no, because you're a really nice person. <laughs> Most of us can't be bothered to listen to it. You listen to plenty of my complaints and rants so uh 
yeah and you return the favor this is a symbiotic <laughs> relationship so we talked a little bit about how you can you know step away and take a break when things are getting a little bit much so for example between that horrendous meeting and then going into a one-to-one mm-hmm. you kind of took that time away from the situation to say mm-hmm. i am actively going to make a change here yeah. and like you said the bad news stops with me which i love i'm definitely mm-hmm. going to be using that let's whack that on instagram in a quote image i can see it now amazing we gotta do it yeah but you know i took on your tip from last week at the end of the podcast last week you said stand at your front door let the fresh air in yeah breathe in the fresh air i did that i did that a couple of times this week and it was absolutely freezing but um (laughs) no it was really good i really liked just taking that moment and like reminding myself you know in putting this stressful work situation in perspective like there is a whole universe out there and we are just like a tiny speck on a planet and like it's fine you know whatever wow we are just super insignificant Mm. yeah yeah (laughs) great brilliant why are we doing this again (laughs) (laughs) but so have you you talked about you know finding healthy ways to do that Mm. is there anything else that you tend to do to kind of like pull yourself out of that bad place you know a bad mood has got you something shitty has happened someone said something Mm. horrible someone sent you a stressy teams message with like important like you know that really high importance thing that infuriates me the only people that use that do not have important things to say like no one has ever delivered an important message with high importance on it that's just not no oh do you know what it makes me take longer i'm like well I'm going to leave that email to last just because you put that on there. Oh, my God. Who are you to tell me what is and isn't important? I can make my own decisions, thank you. Honestly, nothing more infuriating than that. Um, If you're one of those people, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Right now. Stop it now. Everyone's talking about it behind your back. (laughs) When you do that. (laughs) So what do you do? You know, you've had that. You've had that horrible email. Mm. And you have to go into a team meeting, rally the troops. Put that smile on your mm. face, make everyone feel fantastic about their jobs and like they never want to leave because you cannot be asked <laughs> to replace them. You know, what do you do to make sure that you are that happy, smiley, proactive manager that everyone loves and wants to follow? I think for me, I need often just like a minute to digest, take some time to like process that and also like segmenting different bits. Like, one part of work that is not going well does not mean all the parts of work have to go horribly wrong. It's like, you know, when someone's like, have you had, when someone's like, oh, I've had a bad day. And they're like, no, have you had a bad hour? Or have you like, have you mm. made the rest of the day bad? And so I think like segmenting it, taking like some perspective on it. So if someone's like horribly criticized something you've done, just like think about all the positive feedback that you've had, really what a terrible person they are and you should not listen to them anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm just feeling very bitter today. Um, <laughs> ah, I can't tell. Um, but yeah, and also I find looking at options to move forward, like how can I stop this from happening again? Is there anything within my control? Because I often find myself getting wound up in like, well, they do that and they do that, but like they shouldn't be doing that to people. But actually can I control that? No, no, I can't. And that's, it's me. I'm the only person that's like distressed in this situation because I'm trying to control things that I cannot. So getting some perspective, just thinking like how, what is the best outcome here? How can I move forward? And sometimes it's like this week, I was like, God, I don't even know what best outcome is here. Like I just, I can't. And I was like, right, what is one step forward from where I'm feeling right now? Like, how do I just move that little bit forward out of this pit of despair that I'm in? And I just climb, claw at the edges of this hole. 
Wow, this is getting visceral. <laughs> it was a bad week. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's even just like, <laughs> for me, like, oh, I'll treat myself to a biscuit. <laughs> a biscuit! Every manager needs an emergency biscuit supply. Yeah, no, they definitely do. But yeah, I, I think just like small, small things to sort of, you know, cheer yeah. yourself up. And sometimes just switching it off. And sometimes you have to fake it, don't you? Like, yeah, what a great day we're having. Isn't this team wonderful? Aren't we so happy to be here? Wow, that sounds like such a psychotic team. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? But just bringing like a little bit, even if you just bring like 1% of that energy. Yes. Yeah, agree with that. I completely agree. Okay, so let's flip this on its head. Mm. You're the manager. We're the manager, I think. We still have our jobs, I hope. (laughs) Probably not after this episode. (laughs) Yeah, you're right, Les. (laughs) Let's get on LinkedIn for those job ads that we have no idea about. (laughs) Um, So, okay, so you're the manager and your team is having a bad week. Mm. What do you do? I find, typically, from just what I've experienced so far, looking through priorities and just talking about what really matters... Because sometimes I think when you're like bogged down with loads of different things and you're, it's hard to see a way out and what you should prioritise and feel like everything needs to be done now. But if you've got someone else telling you like, no, like forget that completely, just focus on this solely. Um, Something that I have been trying with my team, I read it on LinkedIn actually, it's not my own idea, Um, as having these untouchable days. So like you block a whole afternoon out or a whole day out they say to do it every week Mm. but you know it depends on the type of job you have whether or not that's possible um but just having these days where you can focus on like what you need to get done and because Mm. like as much as we can like sit here and look at our students and be like oh that's achievable in a week you get like a million phone calls and a million things that come in out of nowhere and it's really hard to get that done but if you have this day where you're acting as if it's like it's an out of office like nobody can contact me today this is my day Mm power through your list and then way more gets done in the following days when you are reachable mm. because you've not got the the weight of all these things that you need to do like on your shoulders mm. um but mm. also I think it's important to know and recognize when someone just wants a moan they just need to get it off their chest yeah and they don't want solutions yeah. they don't want answers they just want to be understood and listened to that's me always yeah. <laughs> no, but have you how do you handle that if someone in your team's like obviously having a rubbish week or like how do you handle that I mean I think I have had situations I I mean I'm very lucky that I don't have a moany team Mm. I don't think my team are like so happy (laughs) my team are just very happy people I'm probably the most moany out of everyone in my team which is definitely not the way around it should be but based on I need to listen back to this podcast and like take in some of this stuff um but you know I, I I'm quite thankful that so far in in the team that I've had you know I don't have a very like I don't have anyone that's negative which is fantastic yeah. but I have had to actually quite recently you know when you can just tell that things are kind of like starting to unravel mm. like someone's feeling overwhelmed something's not going quite right and you can just see someone just I think unraveling is the best way to describe yeah. it because it's it's quite slow it's not someone mm. you know suddenly having this big episode where you know everything's gone wrong but you can just see that things are not quite right something's not quite clicking yeah and you just I, I recently with one of my team members just had to sit them down and say like what's going on here you know what mm. 
what is at the heart of all of this and actually as you said nine times out of ten it's just not quite understanding what the priority is and feeling overwhelmed and it's tough and I definitely think as a manager this is definitely something we could do another episode on I don't think I quite realized how much of it this is gonna sound so stupid how much of it is dealing with people That sounds so stupid when I say it. I obviously knew that being a manager was dealing with people. I understood that. But, like, people are a lot. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, people are complicated. And as a manager, you listen to a lot of problems. And, like, a lot of problems that you can... Yeah, that you can do nothing about. And you literally just have to sit there and be like, yeah, Mm. yeah, that... And, like okay uh, do you know what I mean and, and I just don't I don't think I quite appreciated mm. how much listening you do yeah that's true there is a lot of listening but I <laughs> I <laughs> do I, I just sound really naive and stupid no no but I think that's really good that your team feel like that they can have that conversation with you because if you think about maybe some of the management you've experienced and you've been in really if you've been in like a really sort of you've got a lot going on personally Mm. you can't just like be like oh by the way this is happening and I might be in a bit of a bad mood for you know today Mm. tomorrow whenever Mm. having to like bottle that up and pretend that everything's just fine everything's great is tough but I think that says a lot about you as a manager that they feel that they can open up to you like that I think that's really positive Oh, that's really nice. Thank you. I think, I mean, it's definitely something that I personally struggle with because I think as a person, I'm probably like not the most open myself. I mean, I am with certain people, but I don't think, um, I will probably talk at some point about like personality profiles mm. and doing that. Was interesting. Yeah. Mine is horrifying. Like if I read mine as someone that didn't know me, I'd be like, fucking hell, don't want to know her. Like mine is horrible. I sound like the worst person in the world, but it's essentially saying like, doesn't like to talk about feelings, doesn't like to tell people what's going on, doesn't like to have conversations. It's literally something that's said about communicating with me. It's like, just cut to the point. Don't waste time with small talk. I love small talk. Like, I, <laughs> I love talking about cats. Yeah, I don't I don't feel that was entirely accurate. But, but yeah. Uh, but genuine, well, I think the talking about feelings thing is something that I've always struggled with a bit. I mean, apart from all this podcast where I just, like, talk about how I feel all the time. But... <laughs> Um, but it, it is a bit of a challenge because I do, I work with people who are very open, which is great. Mm. Like, love that. Makes my life so much easier. Would not want it to be any different at all. But because I am so different, naturally, it's quite a challenge to be like, okay, no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just listening to this. Okay. Yeah. And it's, and it's conversations that I wouldn't have. And it's great, you know, it pushes me outside my comfort zone. It allows me to, you know, understand them on a deeper level and I love it and I would not want it to change. But the first couple of times it happened, I was like, what do I do? Like, what's the right response Aww. here? When someone's having, a, a, like, a moan about something, it's like, ah, what do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, I think just listening and being mm. like, hmm, that does sound shit. But then I, I, I've i got the classic problem, like you said, of not being able to listen, just wanting to fix. Yeah. Like, get me into action. Get Like, I'll tell them off. I'll tell this person that's pissed <laughs> you off. Like, I'll get in there. But you, you're yeah. right, it's not, it's not what's needed. Yeah, it's so easy, isn't it, to be like, yep, just like, leave your partner, like, (laughs) you know, move house, (laughs) quit that job, but actually, when you're in it and there's lots of feelings attached, you you just need someone that's like, 
sometimes people just need you to be like, yeah, that's really tough. Yeah. She's like nodding and mm hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's how I'm going to communicate for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> this is going to be a really short. That's a really here. poor way to communicate now that I'm seeing this back. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> do you feel patronized? Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So we have talked a bit today about how we deal with issues, how we deal with our own issues, how we deal with other people's issues, how we turn a bad week into a somewhat less bad week. You know what, this is really funny how I've just sat here and said, oh, don't pass your bad mood onto your team. And I've literally just passed my bad mood onto the entire like group of listeners on this podcast. Sorry, guys. Um, I feel like I we should not even think about this. Yeah, we need to end this on a positive note. By the way, my week has ended well. It's, you know, I it's... It's ended well. All is well in the world. I'm very positive. Back to my usual happy self. So putting good vibes out there. Sorry if I've just ruined your week as well. But listeners, if you need to like take a minute after this, go get some fresh air, go sort yourself out. Do not go straight into a one-to-one after this. But I mean, yes, we do not want negativity to just continue amongst all like three of our listeners. But we do. <laughs> we, want, we want positive, happy vibes always. But... Actually, for people that don't have the opportunity to moan, don't have someone that they can confide mm. in, hopefully you found a little bit of solace in knowing that other people feel the exact same way and yeah. things are, do not always go well. But we learn, we adapt, mm. we move, as young people say. We find ways around the situation. Being managers is massively about being adaptable. I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I've learned mm. is that no two situations are the same. No two people that you're dealing with are the same. And it, it, it's always about kind of taking a different approach and making sure that you're adapting yeah. your own behaviour, adapting your mood, you know, what you're bringing to a situation to make sure that you're kind of giving people what they need. Would you agree with that, Molly? Oh, I definitely agree. I think that's a really interesting point about adapting it to different people because I know that I, I love to listen to people's problems. Like, I'm all, I'm for it. <laughs> I remember trying to, like, have a look, sort of like a heart-to-heart conversation with somebody in my team because it sounded like they were going through a tough time and they were just like, no. no. <laughs> like, not that they were like, no, but, like, they just didn't want to go there. Like, oh. didn't want to talk about it at all. Oh, wow. Um, so, but, yeah, I think that's a really good point that you made reading reading the room knowing when people don't want to talk about their feelings they don't want to bring their personal life into work is really important yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I completely agree I completely agree so if you have had a bad week let us know talk to us follow us on instagram at new managers club and send us a message to let us know about your bad week you can rant to us we won't tell anyone it's okay but you know we're here we're sharing our experiences not all of them are going to be good but We will learn together, we will adapt from bad situations and we will always try to make them better for ourselves and for our team. So before we go, as you may know by now, we end each episode with something that we have learnt from this week. So Molly, I don't know if you've had time for learning amongst all of the emotional incidents that you've had. (laughs) What's it that you said earlier? Pit of despair? I don't know if the pit of despair allows learning, (laughs) but... No. But... Uh, are you able to tell us about something you've learnt from this week? Has there been something amongst all of the emotional turmoil that you've been able to take some learnings from? My key learning from this week has been exactly what we've been talking about in this podcast. I don't know if that's a bit of a, like a rubbish one. Massive cop out. Yeah, rubbish it out. Yeah, I need to find you co-host. This is not working. <laughs> no, tell us. That's fine. It's not bringing my negative mood to a meeting ever. 
Yeah, just bring it to this podcast. You I'll just, I'll, I'll, yeah, <laughs> I'll, bring, I'll bring it here, but I won't bring it to my team. Um, and, no, and just how it really hit, like you can hear this, like, oh, bringing me positive vibes, like being negative. But it's, it's not until you're actually experience that situation that it really hits home how important it is and that's been my biggest learning this week is like it is so so important as much as I could read about that or listen to it in the podcast it it doesn't it hadn't really resonated with me until I'd experienced this week this week that's my biggest learning is like you are going to receive the sort of energy that you put out and if it's negative you can expect a negative atmosphere back completely and do you know what I actually think it's similar to which I meant to mention earlier but I completely forgot is that have you ever been in a situation where you've been so ready to talk about something like for example you're going into mm-hmm. a one-to-one with your manager and yeah. you are so ready to talk about either something that's pissed you off or this new idea that you've had and you go into the meeting and you know that they're in a rush and you yes. know that they don't have time yeah. to hear it or they don't want to hear it like they're you yeah, know yeah. they've got a busy day and they're just like do you know what this is you know five minute tick box I've seen you're okay goodbye yeah and you million percent yeah and you internalize it in yourself and you say oh okay yeah what I want to talk about mm. isn't important so I'm yeah. not going to bring it to the table because you re- pick up on their mood and you realize that they don't have time for you so you feel like you don't need to have time you're like no okay no, yeah fine definitely. and it's, it's kind of the same thing isn't it it is or like when you've worked really really hard on a project and you like come ready to show them like show and tell look what I've done and they're like mm, yeah like it's not necessarily that what you've done is bad but they're just in a bad mood that day yeah. so they're not as enthusiastic about it as you are and I had that happen to me once and now I try to be really mindful of that when my team have worked on something to be really like just bringing that energy like this is really good like I can see what you've put into that um because it's a bit heartbreaking isn't it when you put hours into something and someone's just like oh yes all right yeah (laughs) if someone said that's all right to me and I'd done so much work on it I would literally scream I would not accept that yeah also like (laughs) stuff that I find really cool in like the digital space talking about to other people sometimes like oh like like no interest whatsoever and I'm like oh you know it just killed my vibe but um Aww. yeah i try to be quite conscious of that no we do not kill vibes here we build vibes we send out good vibes we do not kill vibes <laughs> this is a no killing vibes zone so to you our lovely listeners go out and have a good week we believe in you we know that you can do this and like i said if you need to have a rant just let us know just send us a message on instagram at new managers club we would love to hear from you tell us your horror stories tell us about that person that is really grinding your gears we would absolutely love to hear it we love all of the messages that we get from you guys telling us about your nightmares things that are going well things that are going not so well you know just just send them all our way we are here we can be your sieve we can do that for you but in the meantime subscribe if you haven't already please you know make sure that you don't miss out on any episodes we would love to keep you here with us for this journey and we do hope that you are getting some insights some advice and enjoying our stories and enjoying this podcast so thank you so much for listening you guys and we will see you next time bye thanks bye